Have you ever been at a loss for words? So just recently, actually, I was at a loss for words when my friend's father passed away and I had that feeling of wanting to say the right thing and comfort her and be the perfect kind of friend. And I just didn't know how to express that. Today, a picture book helping kids find the right words when they feel the most lost. Feed, play, love with Siobhan Hunt. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been completely stumped with what you need to say? It could be when a friend's upset or when your child is scared. Just like us, our kids can be in situations where they don't know what to say. Davina Bell is the author of What to Say When You Don't Know What to Say, a beautiful new picture book helping parents and carers start these conversations with their kids. Davina is also the author of the brilliant All the Ways to Be Smart, a big favourite of mine. Hi, Davina. How are you? Oh, thank you so much for having me. So nice to be here. It's a pleasure. I should also mention, of course, there are other books you've written, but I do really love that one, All the Ways to Be Smart. And I love this one too. So why did you want to write this book? It's quite an unusual topic, really, for a picture book. Yeah, it's very specific context, which was the end of the long Melbourne 2020 lockdowns. And coming out into the world, we'd been shut away for so long. Suddenly, the awkwardness of interactions and um, just the difficulty in being a human really hit me in the face. And I really remember those first, especially first couple of dinners out with people after we'd come out of lockdown, just how difficult it was to make eye contact and to think of the right questions and to have something to respond with. So from there, I thought about the feeling I had was so similar to the feeling I had as a kid when I was faced with difficult situations, um, visiting my grandma in a nursing home or um, starting a new after-school activity when you didn't know anyone from your class. So it felt so familiar. And I thought, as I always do with my writing, what would I say to myself as a kid to help myself along through those difficult times? And what can I say to kids today so they don't have to go through quite the same level of harrowing experience? Not that it was so harrowing going to a ballet class and not knowing anyone, but you know what I <laughs> it mean. It can be. <laughs> it really can be. Oh, I love the way your brain works. That's amazing. Because these aren't the sorts of conversations we get to really have with our kids. Like I feel like these situations come up and your rational brain thinks, I know how to deal with this, but you actually don't always know the right words. Well, what I'm hoping desperately with this book is that by going through it with a child, by, by sharing it with a child, the little seeds of these conversations could be planted so that when they pop up in, in the future, in the kid's actual life, they might remember or call back to it or have a familiar reference point with their parent to think, about what the book said. So for example, they might be going to visit someone in hospital and the kid might be feeling nervous on the way and maybe the parent could say, oh, remember the illustration with the boy with the broken leg? Maybe you could say, I think you're really brave. So yeah, I'm really hoping it plants these little seeds that later become little helpful kind of prompts for kids when they're out in the real world. I mean, mentioning those pictures, this book, the pictures are so important and they're so... I mean, it's so simple and yet feels so nuanced, like the pic the relationship between the pictures and the words. Oh, I am so thrilled with the illustrations. The illustrator, Hilary Jean Tapper, is incredible. And this is only her second book. She's a young wow. illustrator um, from New Zealand. And I just feel like she has 
there are so few words because she's captured everything in terms of the kids' body languages and their emotions and their relationships between them. She's done such a brilliant job of bringing it to life. And I actually wrote this book with her in mind. My publisher had found her and said, oh, do you ever think you could write something for her to illustrate? Because I think she's a really talented up-and-comer. Um, so when I was thinking about crafting this manuscript, I really paired it back to the most simple text I could possibly think because I trusted her to build the world of the child and the world of the emotional landscape. And she's done it just so incredibly well. It's yeah, so because what those feelings you were talking about at the start, about remembering when you were a child and the awkwardness of being in the hospital or there's one in particular where the kid is looking at, the kid is holding onto his mum's legs and she's looking at the wall where he's obviously drawn a picture on the wall. And it says something so simple like, I did that. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. I did it. And I'm like, God, that's great. Because it feels like you can see all of that tension in that one picture. But then the words, so simple, showing children how to take responsibility in mm -hmm. a very simple and honest way. Yeah. So I feel like if you looked at the themes of the book without reading it and you thought, oh, it's about accountability and grief and identity and boundaries, it sounds like it could be really heavy, but with Hillary's touch, it's so light. And um, I hope, I hope anyway, that it doesn't feel like this really um, sort of uh, difficult, heavy conversation to have. I hope it just feels kind of light and love filled, which I think is what she's put into the illustrations. You can really get a sense of the warmth of this beautiful domestic world that the kids are in. I definitely felt that lightness because even in that picture, the simplicity of owning up to something, you know, and, and the, there's, there's a lightness in that. There's an honesty. There's like, okay, this is not a great situation, but it seemed to say in its very simplicity, this is all you need to do. Yes. And also but how hard is that to do? Like in mm. everyday life as an adult, how hard is it to actually say, oh, that was me. I'm sorry. It was wrong. It feels like such a difficult, awkward thing to do. And yet it could be if you practice for when you're a kid and you realize the consequences aren't so dire and your whole self doesn't depend on being right and doing the right thing all the time, how much kind of levity could that give us all, I think? Yeah. And it's very disarming, you know, mm. if they're, <laughs> thinking about, you know, maybe certain conflicts I have with my husband. But if I do something and then I'm like, oh, actually, you know what? Fair enough. That wasn't really the best thing I could have done right then. All of a sudden it takes a heat out of everything mm. and you can go, okay, we're all human instead of this, these expectations we build. So I, I, th I mean, that's just one part of it. And I am curious about how you chose all the different scenarios, because like you mentioned there, if you take away the pictures and you just look at the themes, it traverses this really wide kind of area in that you aren't just saying, you know, how do you find the right words when you're in a situation with someone else. It's also about how you find the right words to speak to yourself. Like, mm. how did you come up with those little scenarios? So some are from my own life and my own childhood. Some are from my own adulthood. But um, yes. I'm often just speaking to myself in the moment. And then just listening to friends talk about, particularly kids who are in daycare or starting kinder or prep or school for the first time, just listening to their stories of the things that they found difficult or challenging. And also I worked at a school in a library for a little bit of time and being in that environment, seeing how um, things that from an adult's perspective seem so simple or small 
and that from a child's perspective are so overwhelming or distressing or um, have so much weight to them, like not being able to use scissors in the classroom when everyone else seems to be getting on and cutting things up and just being able to put up your hand and say, like, I need help. Again, it sounds so simple, but it's so difficult to do. So, um, yeah, I, as with everything, I think just when you go through life, little things stay with you and you absorb them and they come out when you sit down to write. I think that every writer is a bit of a magpie in that way. I particularly love this book for what it shows me as well. Um, and I know you write when you're thinking of how you can help children, but does it ever strike you just how relevant this kind of work is for the parents as well? I hadn't actually thought about the parents. I think, I think, oh, these are words that I need to hear and often they get stuck in my head because I need to hear them. But then I think, actually, you're right. With And I can imagine a lot of parenting, I guess, is also, I've, I've just got a really new baby, so I'm no expert. But I think all those same themes, like being accountable, being empathetic, being able to admit that you don't know what you're doing or you've done something wrong, I think those are equally as relevant um, to a parent. Yeah, well, it's teaching me how to say the right things, and I'm sure my husband will be very grateful to you. Davina, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks so much for the chance to chat about it. That's Davina Bell. She's the author of What to Say When You Don't Know What to Say, and I'll put links in the notes of the episode for where you can find a copy. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love. If you did, please rate, review or favourite. That way you'll get all the new episodes, plus we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, email me at feedplaylove at listener.com. Bye for now.